Hello everyone, Mitch here, flying solo on Not Another Whiskey Podcast adventure without my partner in Dram, Nicholas. Now, before you start feeling sorry for him, remember he is in New York with 24-7 pizza and amazing restaurants on tap. But let me tell you what he doesn't have. The ability to stroll over to one of Scotland's finest distilleries and chat with a whiskey legend making some of Scotland's finest single malt. And that's precisely what I've done today. Nice one. I've taken the liberty of going rogue wandering down to the Tandu distillery. So not only am I sitting at the distillery, a distillery that most people don't get to see, unfortunately, because it's not open to the public, but I also get down to sit with my good friend, distillery manager and whiskey legend, Sandy McIntyre. So welcome to the Tandu episode, where we're about to uncover the secrets and stories behind the whiskey that has a cult status within the whiskey world and for good reason. Alright Sandy, welcome to the show man. Good to see you man. Been a long time trying to get this together, so I'm glad <laughs> we managed to do it here. It hasn't half, probably going to take us about a year to get this far, hasn't it? Mate, it's been brutal. Um, listen mate, so here's the thing, right? On the show we try not to do too many cliched questions. Um, so I'm not going to ask you what your favourite Tamdu is or how you got into whiskey. But you had an interesting start to your whiskey career in that you were an environmental chemist first off, you then went into wastewater treatment, then saw the light, got into whiskey, and now manage one of Speyside's finest distilleries. You've got such a big infectious personality, so I'm so glad you made it into whiskey, man. Um, but you know, your passion has been proven for whiskey over the years, being given Whiskey Icon of the Year back in 2018, 2019, yeah, I think yeah. it was. Uh, and more recently, given Speyside Whiskey Ambassador back in 2023, which I was there to see again, oh, which was very Blown cool. away that night. Absolutely blown away. So good, mate. So good. But what keeps you passionate and motivated about the whiskey industry? It, it is the people you work with. I mean, let's face it. We're in one of the most sociable, fun industries there is. You know, generally when people are getting together having a whiskey, it's because they're having fun. It's because they want to enjoy something. They were friends, they were family. All those things make it something that's really, really enjoyable. But do you know what makes it even better still is if you enjoy working with the people you work with. I've always said from day one, anybody doing a job, if you wake up in the morning and think, well, I've got to go there again, you're in the wrong job. Let's face it, right? Whereas I would like to think every single one of the, the people that we have here at Tamdu wakes up in the morning, ah, I'm at Tamdu, we get a bit of crack today, we better carry on, we're doing a great job, uh, we're seeing what we're producing at the end of it. All good. What's what's not to like about that? So you do wake up, we're in a beautiful countryside. I mean, the sun's shining here just now. Beautiful It's a bit cold outside, granted, yeah. but, you know, brilliant place in the world to work, really friendly people, having a laugh, having a crack. <laughs> ideal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely ideal. And, 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 you know, talking about, you have a lot of guys staying on site. Yeah. You've got the original houses here, right? So they yeah. literally just walk across the road, which is kind of cool. You stay on site as yeah, well? Yeah, stay on site as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's like 125 paces to work in the morning. So it's not very good for my belly. I've got to say that much. <laughs> He's talking about a big legend. I'm thinking, ah, yeah, getting big in the, <laughs> big in the belly stairs. But need to get a bit fitter. But <laughs> so do you guys have any house parties here in between everyone? Uh, yeah, we, 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 we've converted the old cooperage here. I shouldn't really say it. We've got a pool table uh, underneath it. We've got a big TV for watching the football. We've got a nice. table tennis table. We've got a Pac-Man machine. So, you know, from time darts is the other one. Uh, from time to time, we all go down there and have a few beers, have a bit of laugh, but I carry on. 
you know, again, it's friends. It's, it's, it's the difficult thing is when you're the manager, you, you do have to, you know, sort of tread that line as well yeah, yeah, to yeah. make sure that, yeah, the guys are always the guys and you're the manager, but we are all friends, let's face it. No, that's great. You, you mentioned that, right? So that's obviously quite a, a different aspect of how Tamdu runs compared to a lot of other distilleries which don't have that sort of community feel, right? So what, what else is different compared to other distilleries you've managed in the past with regards to Tamdu? And that can be, you know, production or... The, the fact that it's family-owned, let's face it, we're part of Ian McLeod's. Yeah. Any of you that have ever met our managing director, Leonard, knows exactly our ethos Family, family orientated, but family owned for for years. Um, his father, um, Mr. Peter, and um, had owned the company. I think it was the nineteen thirties. Um, so that whole family ethos continues all the way through to this day. Yes, we've still got policies and procedures like some of the large companies have as well, but we're not quite as stringent. Uh, not quite as as hard on our staff as maybe some other places are as well. Which means that yeah, our staff aren't the best paid. Not going to say that either, um, but they want to work here, hmm. and that's the difference with places. Some other places, it's like you know, staff are there for the money, staff are there for the the, the benefits in the long term. Our guys are here because they want to be here, and I think that is a strong testament to the site. The fact that when we took on Tamdu in two thousand and eleven, two thousand and twelve, a lot of our operators are still here twelve years later. The same staff, the same distillery operators are still here. That's amazing, uh, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You can look a little bit yeah. closer. Um, so, kind of weird question for you, right? If you could swap roles with a distillery manager from any historical period, who would it be? And what aspects of their craft that may not exist in distilling today would you like to explore more? That's a really tough question. You should have right? told me some of these questions before I had to prep for them. Oh, my word. <laughs> That's a really good one. I, I would have really liked to have been here when the Maltons worked. Mm. So I started my journey into this industry in the Maltons with Diageo at Burkhead and Roselle. And Malton, I think, is a really, really... a special part of what goes on with distillation. I mean, distilling is relatively easy, to be quite honest. Yeah, there's things can go wrong, but when it goes wrong, you can decide to switch over and off, we'll come back to it, sort it tomorrow, whatever else. Malton's something you have to be paying attention to the whole time. I would have loved to have seen the salad and boxes working here at Tamdu. When I came 2014, they'd already been off for four years um, and there was never any intention of getting them going again. The malt that the Maltons used to produce was far better than the malt that we're actually buying in now, <laughs> which is ironic. Yeah. Um, and I think it, you know, it would have just been the beaten heart of the distillery then. So some of these other distilleries that, that did have Maltons attached, I'm thinking like Ben Rennes, uh, the old floor Maltons round about back in the day where mm. the guys were grafting away and, and shoveling grain, they would have been really, really interesting. Completely different health and safety regulations in those days. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the drama that would have been going on with the staff as well, it would have maybe made it more difficult to manage in some respects because... Probably there'd been a wee guy falling asleep in a corner half drunk you know, the, you probably got halfway some, through the day, never mind at the end of the day, halfway through it. I imagine there's some good stories around about <laughs> oh, here from that, right? Yeah, 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 there is. And I think that's one of the things that's, I don't think, it has changed over the years, let's face it. So some of those characters and some of those stories will gradually just fade away with time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I was just speaking to somebody there about, we've got very old ledgers and records of staff joining and... 
uh, back to the, the original wages book, even here back in 1898. Um, and I love all that historic stuff. Uh, I suppose I would, to answer your question, the person that I probably admire and I think has got the, the knowledge and awareness and an equal amount of passion, I think, is Alan Winchester. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he's Good the point. guy that I think, you know, embodies the whole bit about not just the distillery, takes in the whole of the culture, takes in the whole historical nature of the area that's surrounding it, as well as having all the knowledge. And, I, you know, if I could be anybody, I would want to be him. Well, Alan listens to the show, so... Oh, does he? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll let it die, mate. We'll let it die. Yeah, take that name out, yeah. <laughs> but on that point, like, uh, you know... Uh, how do you see the role of a distillery manager has changed over the years? You must must have seen quite a oh, massively, sizable shift. Massively. Right? Uh, I mean, the, I, I guess now, from a process point of view, you're less and less and less involved in the distillery. You're more involved in sustainability, uh, energy, HR, health and safety, environmental things. Um, so the actual processing element of it, the distillery, as I say, is, is relatively straightforward in terms of the, the operation. So you're more involved in the in the management element of it now, Mitch. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing which I suppose makes it less attractive because you want to be involved and in the heart of the distillery and making things work and seeing what you, if you make a wee change here, what is the impact? We're very much driven towards ensuring we get the character that we want to produce here at Tamdu. We're looking for fruity. Uh, we've got some... Uh, contracts that we need to fulfill with other customers um, so we supply some spirit to, to other distillers as well so for them they want consistency for us we want consistency we want quality and obviously we want efficiency as well so it's very much more deliver uh, looking towards delivering those aspects as opposed to actually having a wee bit of tweaking and, and fun playing around in it the way you would be would have done 30 40 50 years ago yeah 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 that's, that's really interesting to think about it that way i think the other part as well i suppose is the PRS, PR aspect of, of being a distillery manager, right? And on that point, um, you know, I see obviously the big part of, of, of Tamdu is the use of your sherry casks. And I saw you and Gordon Dundas go down for a wee jolly down to Arreth a few years back. That um, wasn't jolly. That was a hard work, what Bob, if, you know. What that if, was what really if, hard work. It was really hard. <laughs> but on that point, um, you know, is that, do you have an influence on that at all, using these casts, so you can you guys can just go over jolly to, to Spain and do that? Or do you think this is genuinely something that is within the heart of Tamdu and, and, and brings out a lot of the characters that you guys see? I, I, lo- I love being involved in the PR aspect of it. And I find that part very, very interesting. It's probably something that a lot of other distillery managers don't get involved with in some mm. respects. You're good at it. And that's because I think we're, again, a smaller company mm-hmm. that it allows myself and my, my cohorts at our other group distilleries as well to get involved in that aspect. And it's really, really interesting because I think it also drives the passion as well because you're at that front facing, you're, you're facing a customer. Mm-hmm. And you said, rightly, we're not open to the public, so we they don't let us loose that often on people, which is maybe a good thing. In terms of the sherry casks, though, it's something that Tamdu wants to be true to. Again, our chairman, our managing director, Leonard, said a few years ago that he only wanted to produce a typical sherry Speyside malt. So any element of saying we're going to do something around bourbon, yes, we've got stuff in next bourbon casks and refill casks here, we use that for blends, However, Tamdu single malt will only ever always be sherry, sherry mm-hmm. matured. 
And we're very, very open and honest about that as well. So we talk about it being sherry seasoned casks that we use, which it is. It's not sherry casks, mm-hmm. the way people sometimes think that it's been come from the sherry transportation side of things uh, from the, you know, into the mid-80s. So we love to tell the story of that. We love to actually explain and talk about sherry as well, because I think sherry is a very underrated drink. I mean, there's some lovely finos, olorosos. I keep I always talk about it. I keep a bottle of PX in my fridge in, at home mm-hmm. just to pour over ice cream. Um, so I would love more people to explore sherry. Um, and that's separate from the whiskey industry completely, but it does allow us to, to yeah, obviously have that lovely trip out to Red. I haven't been out for a few years, so maybe if, if Leonard or Gordon's listening, yeah, <laughs> let's get one organised, Gordon. Um, I'm going out next month, mate. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, put me in shoot. <laughs> because it's a beautiful part of the world. The people out there are really friendly as well. And do you know what? Building the relationships with our cooperages and cast suppliers out there that we use, again, they're all family companies, so you mm-hmm. get to know them build up relationships and they're friends. And that's part, again, back to the social bit of the industry. Yeah, no, that's great. It's great to see. Um, I, I think, you know, when I look at Tamdu, right, Tamdu is definitely becoming one of the well-known brands in Speyside. But when people think about Speyside, they tend to think about McAllen, Glenfiddich, you know, Balvenie yeah. a lot of the time. So it's, Tamdu's still like almost like a little bit of a hidden secret, I'd say, within Speyside. For those that haven't tried it, and you want to get some liquid to their lips, how do you sell it? I talk about it as being a, a great introductory introduction to, to whiskey. So we get lots of females actually, oh, I don't like whiskey, don't like whiskey, no, I don't. Well, do you know what? Try this. Um, and do you know what? Those females particularly go and say, wow, that's really, really nice. So it is this getting liquid on lips, very much as you say. Um, for me, it is the bit to say, what other whiskies do you like? That's the, you know, I, I went to a local restaurant um, probably the best part of three or four years ago and it was an American that was there and, and said to the waitress, oh, I'd like to try a whiskey. Now, that waitress had so many options that she could have gone down to say to either upsell, but she never even asked the gentleman, have you tried whiskies? What do you like? What do you not like? Because some people have tried peated stuff, don't like it. Some people have tried sherry stuff, don't like it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got their own individual preferences and taste profiles. For me, as I say, Tamdu is sweet. It allows the, the, even at high strength, you can drink Tamdu without water. It's a whiskey that can be drunk at any time of the day, particularly the, the 10 and the 15. Um, they're, you know, you can open a bottle at 8 o'clock in the morning. Not that I do it, I hate to add. And probably drink it throughout the day and still enjoy it. It's not a whiskey that has to be at a certain time of the day, certain time of the evening. So that allows the the customer experience to be varied as well. Mm-hmm. And giving them that, those options really opens up so many other doors. So it is very much around enjoying it at any time. I, I think that's it's a great point because for me, sometimes if I have a big sherry bomb of a whiskey, I, I just, my palate can't take it. Uh, it's not for me, but I never get that with Tamdu. Well, I'm, people that know me know that, again, Tamdu, we use American oak casks and European oak casks for all sherry seasons. For me, rightly as you're saying, the sherry bomb, yeah, I can take one or two, mm. but that's about my limit with it. So I'm very much around the American oak influence. And that been very much lighter, not as intense. It's still got sherry influences there as well, but a lot more on the vanilla and the sweeter side of things rather than that big hit that you get, as you say, with the sherry bomb. So, yeah, yeah. And that's where I love it. 
Yeah. You know, that's that end of the spectrum rather than at the, the big hitters. So let's go back to rewind to 2019. Um, we saw a release of your personal cask selection. Tell us about that and some other sort of unique bottlings that you guys have done here. Yeah, it's again, I think this is testament to the fact that, again, we're a smaller company and it's allowed some of that. And the, the 2019 release was really quite interesting because we decided the year prior to that to do our very first release of a single cask as Ian McLeod's here at Tamdu. And what we decided we would do is get all the staff together here. And at the time, I think it was 17 of us. And we selected a number of casks and then did some blind tastings. And it was to go in the majority. Eventually, we got down to three samples, I think. And then it and it was good fun. It was great fun. I mean, it was a blind tasting. We, you know, we were putting blindfolds on each other, sitting in the office and <laughs> twirling chairs about and all this kind of thing. So just, again, having a wee bit of a laugh with it as well. But it got to the stage where... We, we selected one cask that was a majority and that cask was a European oak cask. Now, it wasn't the cask that I selected. Strangely enough, I'd selected an American oak cask. So we released the the, the team selection uh, and rightly so, it was done as to what the majority was. It wasn't me pulling rank and then saying, well, no, I don't like that one. Uh, we're going with this one. And I went on at the time to win the Scottish version of an award. And the logical thing then was to release my choice the following year. So, and I, I was delighted. I mean, it's, it's there's there's nothing makes you feel a wee bit more proud than seeing your name in a bottle of whiskey, um, or your your bottle in a gantry at a bar. If you walk in somewhere, it's always the first thing. Is there a bottle of Tamdu here? Um, so having your your name on that bottle was fantastic. So my selection was done the following year, and it did go on to win the category of single cask, best single cask, single malt in the world for that year. And, you know, I was buzzing, absolutely buzzing by this. Um, so, yeah, you know, you can back the question you said earlier, what's the, the, your favourite bottling of, of Tamdu? I'm always going to say that bottling, that's yeah, what yeah, I chose yeah. at the end of the day. your name one. Yeah, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm never going to disagree with that. But what that then also allowed us to do is allow my assistant manager, he, my assistant manager, ironically, doesn't drink whiskey. Um, but he loves the smell of it, um, and he's got a great nose. And again, it was just some random samples that ended up on his desk one day, and he said, oh, wow, this is a cracker. He says, if I ever get to choose a single malt, this is what I'm going to choose. So the following year, released his choice of single cask, which again is a really nice story. Ian, Ian, my assistant manager, he was here getting the distillery back running again in 2012, so he's testament to, to where we are even now. Uh, and knows the site more than anybody that we've got on site these days. So his release, again, went on to win an award. So we had four really, really successful years with single cast releases. And often we'll go to a cask in the warehouse and test them with, or taste them with different people. And we very rarely find a cask that we would say, well, we wouldn't release that as a single cask. We'd be proud to release pretty much everything we've got in our sherry casks as a single cask. That's amazing. I mean, not a lot of companies can, can boast that, right? No, I, I would doubt it. I yeah. would doubt it. Um, and it, it's great because, you know, you, you explore the warehouses and sometimes you find something, oh, I didn't even really realise this was here. <laughs> well, I'll have a wee taste of that to see what like. And again, I think that's maybe a wee bit different from some other distillery managers. Uh, when I was with my previous employer, you weren't really involved in what was released. It was very, very rarely you were involved in the, in the, the consumer end of it. Mm -hmm. Very much involved in the production side. 
Mm, but getting to that last stage where you were front-facing the customer and explaining why this product was in a bottle rather than that product didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. And it's great to be able to do that. And see the delight in other people's faces when they taste it as well. I suppose that's that's one of the advantages of working for a Scottish family, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's dive into the world of innovation and experimentation. So many distilleries now, you know, are pushing the boundaries with all these diverse yeast strains that they're using, unique single casks, thanks to the recent SWA regulations loosening up a little bit. Can you talk about anything you've been doing here? Say, for example, a heavily peated tamdu using uh, ex-bourbon casks uh, that's been aged in a mezcal finish. (laughs) (laughs) I I would love to answer that and say, oh, yeah, look at that. I'll tell you this really, really exciting thing. Um, But I'm going to truthfully answer it and say no. (laughs) <laughs> we are very true to our roots in terms of uh, the, the sherry sherry maturation from day one right to the very end. Um, we do have some spirit in some PX casks, some spirit in some phenol casks, only very recently. So we're, we're talking probably another 10, 15 years, probably before anything actually happens with that. Mm. What we decide to do with it as a business, I'm not even sure. Um, so... Unfortunately, to answer your question, the answer is no, there's not really a lot of experimentation that goes in here. And primarily that's based on the fact that we are supplying to some other customers. It doesn't allow us to really change too much in terms of the fermentation times, the restrains, etc. So it is pretty consistent all the time. Would you like to experiment a little bit? Um, I've got to admit, sometimes I'm a wee bit jealous of some of my my friends and colleagues that are in the industry um, that have... You know, a range of different types of condensers, uh, stainless condensers, uh, using different strains of yeast at different times of the year, maybe even using a bit of rye, which is controversial, um, and different cast types. But at the same time, you know what, we've got a great product, why change it? <laughs> yeah, well, and you guys are producing such a small amount yeah, as well, yeah, to your point, yeah. right? It's, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. If it's not, If it's not broken... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We know what we know what we're doing. We know we're giving the customer something that they want. Yeah. We know there is a demand for it um, in the markets that we, we we put into. So you know, now there's not not really any big gains to change things too much. Let's chat about Ian McLeod a little bit. Uh, you know, as we've mentioned already, you guys are one of the few Scottish family distillers still left. Uh, kicking about Scotland. There's been some big announcements within the company over the, the past few years. You guys have been doing busy a time, lot. Yeah, 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 really, really busy time for us. Yeah, I mean, including Rosebank. Yeah, Rosebank. Yeah, exciting. been down seeing it uh, the back end of last year. Right? When the Tamdu was silent for a while, we took all the staff down over two weeks just to let our team see what's been going on down at Rosebank. And really, really impressive. Malcolm and the, and the team down there have done a great job. Um, beautiful site. They are still getting ready for their visitors, so I think it's probably going to be towards the back end of, of 2024 by the time that there's visitors uh, coming into the site properly. They're, I think they're going through a recruitment phase even just now, or very shortly, uh, to get the, the staff for that side of things. Um, doing really well with yields down at Rosebank, um, and they hit their character very, very early too, so delighted with that, because again, can't be an easy job setting up a distillery from scratch, and I think... I, it's one of the benefits uh, with having Malcolm on board is that he's done that a few other places too. Mm-hmm. And he's got the passion too. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm excited to see that happen for sure. Um, so we're going to wrap it up here, Sandy. It's been 
amazing chatting with you as I knew cool. it would be man. yeah cool quick chat I mean I've got to admit yeah but have well, to come back properly we're not quite finished yet because um, I want to wrap this up with a, a quick a few quick fire questions okay for you. yeah yeah so these yeah, might yeah, yeah. necessarily <laughs> be about whiskey they I know not. yeah I've, I've done this kind of thing before alright yeah. yeah it's not your first rodeo right <laughs> <laughs> so um, do you prefer working at the distillery or being on the road chatting to customers? Gosh, that's a toughie. You know what? It, you know, my, my gut instinct, I'm quite shy, you know, remarkably so when, when I say this to people, I'm not, you're you not, just, you're not. You're quite shy. I, yeah, I am, I am. I, I genuinely am. So that's the funniest thing I've heard all day. Yeah, but no, everybody says it when I say this back to them. It, putting me in a room with 50 folk puts me out out my comfort zone. Um so I'm probably going to say working at the distillery. I mean, yeah. I, I don't get me wrong, I do love meeting folk and chatting in another way, but I'm always very nervous about it. So, and yeah, maybe I, it doesn't come across that way, but I, I, I am inside. I, so. I, but I can see your point. I mean, it is a beautiful distillery to work at. You've probably got the nicest spot on the spade to work. I, it's stunning. stunning. I, I personally think it's stunning. I mean, um, you know, it means a lot to me now. I've been, I've been here nearly 10 years. So it's home. And, and because you do stay inside, it's home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if Gordon Dundas, your brand ambassador, <laughs> who you've worked with a lot over, over yeah. the, the, however many, I mean, Gordon, how long has he been with the business now? Well, Gordon, Gordon's been in McLeod's probably, I think, now eight or nine years, um, but been in the industry for, for a lot longer. I mean, I think Gordon's older than me, but <laughs> at least I'll say that. <laughs> I know he'll argue. <laughs> so, if he was part of your immediate family, what role would he play? Oh, gosh. In, in the family? or In, in your the... family, your immediate okay, family. right. What if... Gordon would be the, the, the joker, I think, because you would never really know what Gordon was going to do next. Cause... Like the joker wee brother? Yeah, ah, yeah. He would, he would be up to some sort of jape somewhere. Because yeah. he's, he's a big child at heart, Gordon, surprisingly enough. You know, you know Gordon as, as well, too. But he, he's got a wee mischievous streak within him. He, he's, I'm not going to say impetuous, because he's not impetuous. But he 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 knows how to fun, which I yeah, think yeah. yeah, a little yeah. brother yeah, yeah. nice. Um, if you could collaborate with a celebrity you look up to to create a Tam Do expression, who would that be? Oh gosh, I like motorsport. Right, motorsport's my thing. F one. I, I and again a person I respect within that because I think that's one of the things that would be a person I would have to respect. Not just a celebrity mm-hmm. um, that you know. I'm, I'm not massive on folk that have just made it into celebrity status, and and I'm not great at recognising people. Yeah. So there's been a situation sometime when somebody came in here, and it was a, a guy, and his voice was very distinctive, and I thought, "Are you somebody famous?" And I don't even realise it. Yes, it wasn't anyway. <laughs> but the person I would do, do it with. I think it would be Jackie Stewart. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, I know he's he's not a drinker. I mean, I've read his autobiography, so he's not somebody that's into alcohol in any way. So you could change that though. Well, I think I, with I, Tam, I think with Tam do we could. I, I'd be pretty confident that you could change that, Sandy. Yeah. I think he listens to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you could share a Tam do with anyone in the world right now. Who would that be? Dead or alive? Dead or alive? Yeah. yeah. It would be my dad, yeah. <laughs> right? But strangely enough, my dad didn't like single malt. My dad was more a blended whiskey drinker, which there's nothing wrong with. I'm not knocking that in the slightest. 
But Ian would add a single malt. He wasn't overly interested in it. Um, but just having that chance to, to do that would be great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Right, this is a good one. You're going to like this oh, one. Right. Are you ready for this I one? I hope this is a wee bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Your whiskey tasting notes were translated into oh, no. a dance. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, right. Okay. Oof. What dance style would that be? It would be a dad dance. And could, could you give us a sneak peek? <laughs> it, would, it would have to be a dad dance because, uh, I, again, you know, whiskey tasting notes, I'm, I'm quite a kind of down-to-earth, a, a spades a spade kind of person, so I'm not into all the flowery language that goes with some of the tasting note stuff. And, you know, I, again, we had one of our blenders up here. Um, last year it was. And... And I can't remember the fruit that he spoke about, but we're in the warehouse, we, we tasted some whiskey, and I'll say kiwi fruit, right? I mean, I know what a kiwi fruit A looks like and B tastes like, but he came away with a line, oh yeah, that's got some kiwi fruit in it. And, I, and at the time, I'm thinking, I don't even really know what a kiwi fruit is, never mind know what it tastes like. So <laughs> I don't have this wide experience of tasting in my palate. Because I'm not that adventurous when it comes to food. So, you know, if it was a, some weird fruit, I would just not eat it. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the fact that people go down all these flowery tasting notes with, you know, these extravagant descriptions, it's not me. Um, and there was another time where we did a tasting for, for one of the single casks, I think it was, where I just did a group of folk before a Christmas night out. And it was a, a group of staff from one of the other distilleries. And I said to them, what do you think of that? And I was writing down all their <laughs> descriptions. And I ended up saying to them at the end of the night, that's the tasting notes for the next release. <laughs> well, it can't be, it can't be. It was. Anyway, uh, it would be a dad dance. A dad dance. Yeah. Because which, just which we're going to film in uh, just No, a no, no. It would just be so, because I'm no use at dancing. Huh? I'm, I'm not really bigging myself up very well. You know, I'm going to think about it. I'm no use at dancing, so it would be so random. The notes would just be all over the place, really. So that's what I'm getting at. Really, I love that. Love that. <laughs> right, you're taking off your corporate hat here. What are you drinking? For me, and I, the best whiskey I've ever had um, was a bottle of Glenfarclas. Uh, Glenfarclas used to do uh, a bottling for the amongst their own staff. The staff would choose a, a, a quartel cask or something like that it was every Christmas, and it was one of those kind of bottles that you thought, "Is this off the back of a lorry?" Because uh, literally it was a lorry driver that came in and said to me, you, you like whiskey, don't you, Sandy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I've got this bottle of Glenfarclas, but it's not got a label on it. <laughs> and it's not, but it did come from Glenfarclas. And you know what? It was stunning. And it, I think it was an 18, 17 or an 18-year-old. It was real hints of chocolate. I mean, there's me knocking into my taste notes, so I'm not going to say whether it was a, um, a Seville orange chocolate or a dark chocolate <laughs> with 70% cocoa in it. It was real hints of chocolate that was in it. Really, really fruity and intense. And you know what? Myself and my, my elder brother drank most of a bottle in one night. And then I did manage to get a second bottle of it from a friend, which I treasured for a long time and just savoured. Because it's nice. stunning. And what about out with whiskey? What are you drinking then? Um, spiced rum and coke. Spiced rum and coke? Yeah, spiced yeah. rum and coke more often than not if I'm on a night out. Which is a wee bit kind of bizarre because it doesn't get me that drunk. So you then question, well, what are you bothering drinking it for? You're as well just having a glass that's, of Coke then, Sandy. That's such a, that's such a good Scottish attitude, right? Exactly. It doesn't get you get drunk. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, what's the point in drinking that? <laughs> but that would probably be my sort of go-to. Um, so, yeah. Name one thing that most people don't know about you. Oh, gosh, there's another good one then, isn't it? Um, <laughs> probably, probably, I'll, I'll list a couple there then. Some people will know that I like cars, 
but probably whether they know that I just break them all the time. <laughs> uh, don't have a good track record with cars at all. Um, and then maybe another one that maybe people don't know is I get remarried again last year. No, last year, 2022, I should say. And I married a Russian lady. Um, so I go out to Russia quite a wee bit, yeah. uh, which is strange these days. Yeah, 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 I can imagine. Uh, very strange. Congratulations, I did not know that. So. Yeah, well, there you are. There, there you, you, you didn't know it, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Answered its own question. <laughs> well, Sandy, it's been amazing chatting to you, as always. Um, if people want to find out more about Tamdu, little plug, where can they... Um, obviously the, the Tamdu website it's great if we you know we, we do open the doors occasionally we open the doors for the Whiskey Festival it's going to be busy again this year Mitch I think for, for the whole area it's uh, 30 years isn't it yeah, or yeah. 25 should 25, say 25 years yeah. of the, the Speyside Whiskey Festival great uh, a great range of events to come to up here in Speyside so if you haven't got tickets and can still come to the area at the time and get tickets by all means please do that because you know you'd be more than welcome round about the whole area um, Tamdu website, we do have our own um, team, I think it is, or Tamdu team, or Tamdu club, I should say. I should know all these things off by heart. But, <laughs> uh, the Tamdu club. You make the stuff, you don't know <laughs> yeah, exactly, it. So. That you can join, and it does get you a wee bit of early news about whether there's other events and, and other releases, etc. Go there. Um, but I'm also a great believer, if people email me or get in touch, I actually reply personally to emails. I mean, mm. I'm not somebody that just gets somebody else to do it. So, you know, by all means, you know, if you're keen to find out more, not for a visit, I hasten to add, because just we can't do it, we get so many requests, but please drop me an email if you want to hear more about the brand. So it's uh, sandy.mcintyre, with uh, no E, it's M-C-I-N-T-Y-R-E, at tamdu.com, and I'll pick up your email and reply to it. Amazing. Cool. Brilliant, Sandy. Well, thanks. The weather's so changed much. here, Mitch. Look out the window. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Whether so when we, we started, it was sunny. We started, it was bright blue <laughs> sunshine, like skies. Yeah, yeah. And now it's just started snowing, and yeah. it's windy. Yeah, but that's space. Typ- and that's space that's what makes this area so nice. Yeah. You just don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> All right, Sandy. listen. It's been great having a chat with you right. and a proper Blair. Amazing. We'll have to get you to. I mean, Mitch stays not far from Tamdu. He's driven here today. Um, I would like him to come along another time actually to wander along or we'll pick him up and we'll actually get a drama or two to, to actually celebrate yeah, that's on record as well yeah it is yes. you've got proof of it you can play it, play it on repeat <laughs> I've got an, inv- an open invite just to come back anytime look you said this is what you said so <laughs> brown signing well thank you so much for your time man great to have you on the no show. problem good to see you